0: is the Dread King Logan, and you know what I hate? People that don't listen to Pro Wrestling Edge. This is King Approved.
1: Welcome back to Pro Wrestling Edge. I am your host, Dan O'Mac, and I'm here with my tag team partners, the original bro. What's up? What up, up, Dan? How you doing today? Doing all right. Today's the last day of my vacation. Um, As we record this, and I'll be back to work tomorrow, so that sucks. Uh, but other than that, I'm doing all right. How about you?
2: I'm just glad to be back on the pod and uh, rocking and rolling again and excited for our guests today.
1: Yeah, we took a little vacation from the show, but we're back now. So um, we also got the Meadowbrook mobster, Nick the Gooch. What's up?
0: Not much, man. Just excited, like Josh said, to be on the pod. It's been a while since I've been on, you know, a new schedule. Kind of conflicts with me being on here, and I am really excited for the guests that we have on here today man and the topics of discussion
1: yeah we have two guests one is a familiar face and and a familiar voice on pro wrestling Edge. the other one actually he was he he did a little spot on the uh on the live show that we recorded at at the holly show
0: holly benefit yep
1: so uh, you heard him as well we'll get to our guests momentarily before we get started josh where can they find you
2: you can find me on Twitter at OriginalBro19, uh, Instagram, j 19 my Facebook page, Josh Rakowski, and Gooch, where people find you at.
0: You guys can find me on Twitter at nickkaz one on Instagram at uh, PWETheGooch. Uh, taking a little hiatus from this one, but TikTok, Gooch and on Facebook at nickkazalucas Where can they find you, Dan?
1: Taking a break from TikTok
0: dude i I, i've been trying to enjoy the shows that i've been going to so i haven't gotten a whole lot of recording man i'm trying to work on some stuff right now but tiktok is still up and running for the time being i just
1: uh, you're just keeping the spies away from you that's
0: all yeah yeah you know china and them russians you know they don't need to know my shit
1: so brett is not with us tonight but you can find him at um you can search him on twitter at um PWE underscore Big caz with two Zs. You can find them that way. Um, me, you can find me at DanOmac17 on Twitter and Instagram. The podcast at PWEPod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can hear us on all streaming platforms. Um, Josh, any shout-outs tonight?
2: Shout-out to all of our listeners and everybody out there who's staying safe and clean still. Let's keep it that way so we keep these uh, shows rolling here.
1: That's right. What about you, Gooch?
0: Uh, I got a shout-out to my work, actually. You know, we just had a a COVID uh, survivor. We released him the other day. He's a really nice guy. It was a pleasure serving him. And uh, shout-out to to our guests today, man.
1: I want to shout-out Tanner Nix. Tanner Nix, last week, won the Pro Wrestling All-Stars Cruiser Core Championship. This is his first title. Um, he was just on the last episode, talked about how he was looking to focus on tag team at Horror Slam, but uh, congrats to him. He's a good kid. He's a hard worker, and um, he, he definitely deserves it. So uh, let's get to our guest, fellas. So returning to the show is RPW, Ruthless Pro Wrestling's Chris Kolenberg. How are you, man?
2: How you guys doing, man? Thank you guys for having me back again. I appreciate it so much.
1: Of course, like we've said many times, we love what you guys are doing. You guys are doing things different, and you're grabbing our attention, so that's doing why we love best, what you know. guys are, are planning on doing here.
2: You know, we, we try to have our own flavor with what's going on around, you know. We kind of we kind of do things a little different than the normal path, but, you know, we're, we're trying to just put on the best shows we can, and we're loving the feedback. We're loving the support that everyone's given us. You know, like, uh, it's it's been pretty overwhelming so far.
1: That's awesome. And we've talked about him endless times on this show. Uh, you yeah. time we've had him on, actually, to interview him and talk to him about what he does. Well, we got Steve Thompson, the man behind Hyperion Championship Belts. What's up, Steve?
3: It's going good. How are you guys doing?
1: We're doing well. As you see, we have some titles. For our YouTube YouTube viewers, Um, we're going to talk about them. But first, Steve, I do want to talk to you a little bit about Hyperion Championship belts. We talk about you all the time. You are a local belt maker here in the area. You do a lot of belts for the promotions around here. Some promotions not local to us as well. And you do awesome replica belts. So tell us a little bit about Hyperion Championship belts.
3: Oh. I started this out of a pure, I went to actually a Clash show, and they had an old WWF replica tag belt as their tag team titles. Uh, I decided then, time to cut that shit out. (laughs) This
1: guy had fresh. So just out of the love of it and wanting to help somebody out, you decided to give it a shot.
3: Yeah, and then I, I did a lot, of, uh, a lot of studying to learn how to do everything I have to do to make one of these. A lot of hours. <laughs> when did you start Hyperion Championship belts? Uh, I want to say I made like five or six belts, and then I officially started it about a year and a half ago.
1: Nice, nice. Um, and you said your first belt you did for promotion was for Clash? I did the Clash
3: Tag Titles and followed it right up with uh, Booker T's Reality of Wrestling, their television title. Nice. Yeah, that's
1: that's a sharp-looking belt as well. Um, how did Booker
3: T get in contact with you? Uh, one of my buddies that lives down in Texas runs a promotion down there, and I would always like design them belts because that's what I would do beforehand. Okay. Was I would create a design for somebody, and once I started making them, he, uh, he was reaching out for the television title to get remade. And my buddy said, "Let's give it a shot." Called me up, and then we had the, all the conversations about that from there. A couple mishaps, but we got it done.
1: Nice. That's a that's a huge deal doing a belt for someone as big as Booker T. So you said you've been doing it for about a year and a half. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Um, You've done a lot of the belts around here.
3: I have. You've done some. Well, all the clash belts I've done. I've done one for pro wrestling all-stars. Pretty much all the belts for horse slam, except for one. Uh, I did Metro pro wrestling belts. Uh, a couple further up in the state, like UWE, bunch of those.
0: So, have there been any other out-of-state promotions that have came and noticed your work, and besides Booker T, of course, uh, that have noticed and reached out for your work personally? Uh,
3: game changer wrestling.
0: Game changer uh, wrestling.
3: Actually, uh, Ricky Shane Page is the guy who reached out first. Nice. You just
1: designed their new heavyweight championship
3: belt, correct? Yeah, I designed and made that belt after uh, Ricky showed them uh, what I did for his belt. They were sold after that.
1: And that
3: belt. That Ricky belt looks amazing. That
1: Ricky belt is awesome.
3: I loved
1: it. I loved it. Didn't the new belt debut at the backyard 4th of July show?
3: No, they haven't debuted it yet. Um, From what I understand is when Ricky loses his, they're going to debut that one. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um,
1: So this year, in the last year, year and a half, there's been a lot of companies that have redesigned and put out new belts, you know, starting with WWE. Um, They totally redid the Intercontinental belt. They just recently redid the United States Championship. Um, being a belt maker and doing designs even before that, what are your thoughts on changing two belts that have been pretty iconic for the WWE and making changes to
3: them? I always do this. When you hit a new era, you need to have something that represents that era. So with them going from the belt that like Macho Man had to that oval one for the attitude era, and Cody bringing it back during his reign, they needed something new for the Intercontinental title. And when they came out with that one, they got now just the designs of it. If you look at it, it it meshes the old school with that oval. Yeah. And, like, the U.S. title, it was, what, 14 years it held on? Yeah.
0: Quite a long time, Yeah.
3: Yeah, that belt made the made the rounds. It was it was due for an update.
0: Now, what are your actual your your personal thoughts on the design of the new U.S. title?
3: Uh, I would have moved stuff around a little bit, uh, like that eagle at the bottom. I would have moved it up to the middle and put the champion banner underneath and put a little more blue behind those stars.
0: As I say, so, how do you feel about? The gold in place of the uh, the blue and the back the top part where it's supposed to be the blue and the white stars for the flag.
3: It, I mean, it's all right, but it just it lacks that pop that you need. They uh, they definitely need to add that little bit of blue.
0: Yes, I, I agree with that for sure.
1: So two people on the show today have just recently got belts from you. Yep. Uh, Gooch got his belt that he won. And before COVID happened, you were doing lotteries. Yeah. Where people could put in, um, you know, money and get certain number slots. And then you would do a drawing, and that person got to design and make their own belt. Um, I know COVID happened, so I kind of stopped you doing that with those raffles. But, um, Nick, talk to us about when you won that first raffle and and your interaction with Steve and how it went
2: for you getting your belt made from Steve? He beat me in (laughs) it. I think I I I had four slots in that raffle, but I didn't. I
0: only bought two. And, you know, I, I never, at that point in time, I never, ever, ever in my life have won a single type of raffle, any kind of contest or anything like that. So, that point aside, you know, this belt has so much meaning to me because of the incident that happened around that same time. Um, I don't want to get too in-depth it, with it, but it did end up landing me in the hospital for uh, for two weeks, you know, with some serious injuries. And things weren't looking good at first. So, you know, I had a lot on my mind. I was really down. I, I, I was just losing myself. And then I just so happened to enter this, this drawing. And for the day, the day that came for the drawing to happen, because we, we did it by the Powerball drawing, you know, the red ball, whatever number got drawn on that, that determined the winner of the drawing. And I stayed up, I swear to God, it was one in the morning. And at this time I had been transferred from Monroe facility to a Toledo facility. So it's, completely different you have different channels i had I, I didn't have anything to happen that had to do with michigan lottery or anything like that i went online got the the website from steve i do believe to check on it and i just kept refreshing my phone every two minutes pulling down refreshing the internet and i see my number come up and i didn't believe it man i was like in shock like i'm, I'm probably high on all these drugs that these people are giving me right now you know and Sure shit everybody started commenting on it congrats bro congrats bro and then the next day is you and,
2: was in the hospital when you won that
0: I was in the hospital when I won this belt wow okay. so that that's why I said you know it had so much meaning because I was so down and I wish somebody could have been there to see how drastically my mood changed my smile how big it was when I had Steve message me that next morning, and at this point, I had maybe slept two hours just because of pure excitement. It was instantly like, "Yeah, dude, I want to do this. I want this to be on it. I want it to, you know, represent like a lot of the the reason why the back around the globe on my on my uh, main plate it's shattered glass, and it's representing the incident that happened, and yeah, I just." I, I can't, I can't really put into words how happy I am to have this belt now. And you know, I, I literally cried when I won that fucking belt man. it was, it just felt so good. And then the day, just a few weeks ago when he was finally able to bring it to me, cause you know, as you said, COVID kind of locked everything down. All orders got stopped. No deliveries were happening for Chris or Steve. And I just, I couldn't stop smiling. And I had him there with we sat here and bullshit for like an hour and a half. And I'm just teasing the entire time, looking down, rubbing my belt, holding it like it was my baby. Like I said before, that first night, I slept with it in my bed. And now it's got its own permanent spot on my bed right next to me that night. And I'm just I'm so glad to have this belt. And I really appreciate, you know, you having that drawing and giving me the opportunity to win this and doing such an amazing job to the design that I had came up with, or we had came up with together, I, I couldn't ask for anything better, man. This is an amazing belt, and I cannot wait to get another one from you.
3: Oh, yeah. I, I take a different approach to doing those belts, too, because I reach out, mm-hmm. and I find out what you want. And then I kind of piece together from conversations – bits about it because that's where i picked up the glass and then you know i did the lettering a certain style and yeah. what throws people off a lot when i give them uh, their first draft of the belt is i sit down and hand draw it out that's usually what throws people through loop he sure does yeah.
0: and that's one of the biggest things i really appreciate but about the work that you do is you take so much time and put so much attention to detail in the work that you do for these people that like not even just me for Chris himself for shit the, the new clash title that you put out, man, I think is absolutely beautiful compared to, you know, so many other belts that I've seen, even in big promotions, like WWE or impact or shit, even AEW. now man, I I, I just really love the attention to detail to it all
3: yeah i uh I, I take a very personal leap into when i do your guys' designs because you look at other belt makers they have people design their stuff they would feed out he wants a banner he wants a globe an eagle and then they try and piece something up there where I, i'll sit down and have a conversation with you about what it is you would want to see and then i take from there, and I even add in little liberties just to make it fill in the spots that you missed. Mm-hmm. And
0: mind you, I I have an artistic side to myself. I did not put one bit of pencil to a sheet of paper for any of this. This is absolutely one hundred percent his artwork to this boat. It's just ideas from me telling him my story of what happened
1: and Steve's Steve's so talented with with his designs and these belts that he's put out if you are listening to this and maybe you're not familiar and you're like oh that that's his belt and you want to see some of these belts where can they see these belts out there i i know you got a facebook you got an instagram and a twitter
3: right steve uh yeah i have a hyperion championship belts page on facebook I want to say it's Hyperion underscore belts on Instagram. And I think it's just Hyperion belts on uh, Twitter. But, yeah, also, I post pictures of it all.
1: Then you also have a um, Facebook
3: group page. I do. Oh. Yeah, that's uh, I, keep, I keep it to the point where you have to be added in because you always get a lot of those uh, guys from, like, Pakistan that gets in those kind of groups. And they just <laughs> flood everybody. I don't want people to have to deal with that.
1: And the one good thing about his Facebook group page, um, with Steve's keen eye for design and keen eye for for what a belt should look like, Steve will post a belt pretty much every day. It's the belt of the day yeah. or the belts of the week on what is a belt. And and some of these belts that you are finding and put out there, you know, these are belts from different eras. These are belts. Um, you know, these aren't the ones we're seeing on TV right now. You're, you're doing some research to find these belts. And, um, another thing that Steve is so good with, he allows us podcasters, he allows Chris and other promoters to promote their stuff on that Facebook group page. Mm -hmm. Um, that's something that Steve doesn't have to do. And and he does that from us just because his love and fandom for wrestling. So uh, that we're all grateful for you, and you also on that page you put up matches. I do, and you pull some matches out of archives, and there's some good stuff going on. So, um, if you're interested in those type of things, go to Facebook to the uh, Hyperion Belts Facebook group page. Um, Like Steve said, it's it's he has to approve your uh, you know your invite to join the page because he just doesn't want people flooding the timeline, taking away for what it's meant for. Uh, But uh, reach out, um, and if you're serious about wrestling, you're serious about being a part of a community, join that page. And I highly recommend you go into Hyperion Championship Belts on Facebook. He has so much of his work there that you can see what he does and how talented this man is. So for the fact that he's doing belts – for Booker T, and he's doing belts for GCW. It um, speaks volumes for what Steve does. So um, check him out. If you're in the market for a replica belt, um, if you're in the market to have a custom belt made like uh, Nick has, reach out to him. Um, he'll be more than more than happy to work with you. Um, and as you can see, I will post a picture of Nick's belt when I release this episode on social media. You'll see what it looks like. It's fantastic.
0: Regardless, whatever way you go, replica or custom belt, man, you just you can't go wrong with Hyperion. Can't stress this enough. This man is a artistic genius when it comes to this stuff.
3: I appreciate the good words.
0: <laughs> we have another
1: belt on this show that Steve recently finished. Uh, Chris has got that right now. That's at the <laughs> RPW. As we all. Me and Josh, at least, are representing RPW right now. Argument. Awesome, <laughs> go back to our first episode with Chris where he talks about how RPW was formed and everything, but uh, I'm guessing, Chris, but I'll let you tell the story. I'm guessing you saw Steve's work, and that's why you reached out to him, but tell us how you hooked up with Steve for that belt.
2: Um, I had met Steve uh, through – like, horror slam events, you know, like, we had just met, you know, just, just people being, enjoying the show. Um, and, it was when they debuted the, and for a while, I kept under wraps, I was starting this promotion, like, we were kind of behind the scenes for a while. And, uh, they had debuted the new heavyweight, uh, horror slam belt that Steve had designed and made. And, it, it was such a, Good-looking belt and had such a different design, kind of in the vein we wanted—something a little more badass and you know, like kind of different, you know. Um, that I had taken notice. So our path was a little different. Uh, he originally was designing this, like, uh, like we were all involved. You know, there's a few of us running this company. Um, myself being the owner, and then I have a few. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I. We all consider each other equals, but we were on it. I'm just kind of the guy that has, the that takes the face of it, you know. Yeah. Um, but there was another guy that was with us for a little while. Um, He had taken up talking with Mitch about getting the thing designed, and you know, we were all designing it together and sending us our ideas. Well, he was designing it; we were sending him ideas. Um. And, uh, it, you know, the design came back. And what I really – one of the things we had really hammered home uh, is that we didn't like traditional uh, uh, face types. We wanted an interesting design. We wanted a kind of a different style plate. Um, we wanted it kind of something that had a kind of vibe, but also was modern, which is kind of hard to put on somebody. And the guy delivered, man. I mean – uh, you can, I, I know you probably guys probably can't see all the detail, you know, over zoom, but if you go to our Facebook, you know, there's pictures, there's pictures over at Hyperion and it has both those elements it has the, the interesting, you know, front plate design. It has like some of the old school, like classic, you know, with the globe and all that. But then, you know, some modern stuff. We did the, uh, cross buckle and, uh, Ohio here to kind of, you know, give it some, uh, little bit of little love and, uh, our, our whole thing is we want uh, a stiffer, more brutal style of wrestling. So our, our, our tag is Toledo Strong Style. So, you know, he, he put that in the belt for us. And, uh, you know, I, you guys uh, – well, uh, uh, Nick was there when I got the belt. Uh, him and I both got the belts at the same time. Well, they, he got his a little before me. But we had all met up as a group to get our belts. And, I mean – I was pretty over the moon and still am. I'm, I'm going to be sad when I have to go put this thing around somebody in a couple of weeks, you know,
0: <laughs> so you were over the moon. I was over the moon, sitting there getting my new belt, sitting with my belt designer and a wrestling promoter. You know, I just felt like the biggest fucking mark. Like, dude, this is the coolest shit ever, man. I can't believe I'm sitting here with the man from RPW and the man who makes our fucking belts. This is well,
2: what, was, what was fun about it is, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're, we got the belts all over our shoulders, you know, just so excited to have them. And your neighbors are just all looking at us like, the hell is going on <laughs> <here they> go? <laughs> yeah. Championship gold is sitting around you know?
0: We had like a good four or five houses just driving by like, what the hell is going on, man? What's up with this?
2: I will say, uh, when, you know, when we came to get the belt, it was kind of like a treasure hunt because the, uh, address oh. you gave us, there's. Two, two places with the same address. Yes. So we ended up at some abandoned restaurant and then had to drive to a whole another location.
0: Yes, that, that's what messed me up. So I, I thought he was originally just coming to drop mine off real quick and then meeting you somewhere because, you know, you guys are closer to the Toledo border and whatnot. I wasn't expecting you guys to come up here.
2: I think I, I do horned myself in because I was so excited for it. Um, he had originally been like, well, I got to go meet up with Nick, and then I'm going to meet up with you later in the week. And then it just came down to, well, you know, I can just take yours with, me, meet up with Nick, if you guys want to meet me up there. And I was like, we're on the way. Because okay. I had been, you know, with, with COVID, he had, uh, he had problems getting the leather shit. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, there was there was a good uh, amount of weight. We were super excited to see it, and it got to the, the point where I was just like, man, I just gotta, I want to see this thing so bad in person. And I'd seen pictures at that point, and you know, I was really excited about it. And you know, when you finally have it in your hands you feel the weight of it and the the the, the craftsmanship, you know, not to not to sit over here and lick your balls, there, Steve, but you know, you damn well put you some serious work into these things. And not only does he do the, you know, the plates and hand paint them, but, you know, he tools the, the leather and everything, cuts it right around to the plates. I mean, it's, it's a real quality product he's got going on over there. And he's got something else in the works that, you know, I can't really say much about, but I'm real happy with what's going on in that direction, too. Well wow, let me ask uh, you this.
3: <laughs> While wow, he was
0: coming close to the end, you know, coming close to finishing your belt, would he tease you with these little teaser pics of your plates and shit? It's just like little, oh, stuff yeah. like the top part. That joke me
2: crazy because I heard or he goes he shows a lot of the main plate. We would get pictures of like the side plates or something, you know, just like, hey mm-hmm, man, we're kind of working on this. And you know, he even no soul be, uh, when I came to pick it up, you know, he had it behind him. He's sitting in the back of his van. He had a blanket over it. And you can see that I'm over there just geeking out, you know, being a mark about this shit. And you know he's straight like, oh, you want to see it? All right, here you go. <laughs>
0: so, we all nonchalant yeah. about it and shit.
2: Yeah, I think I think, I uh, think he kind of so loves seeing the reaction.
3: What was that, dude? Like no <laughs> yeah, knows.
2: <laughs> I will definitely give you. I've stand next to you at several shows. <clears throat> we have got the shit over shows, and even like when a high spot or something crazy happens, you know, like. You react, but you're just like, I'm over there, like, oh, shit. <laughs> you are the king of no cells, my friend.
3: I am. I know they uh, a lot of the shows I go to. They always run were like, did you hate the show? You you look so so just like stoic standing there. I'm like, nope, just that's what I
2: do. <laughs> it took me a minute to figure you out with that like for a while it does sometimes look like you're bored but no you're drinking it in you're just drinking it's, it all
0: just. it's like he's sitting there studying exactly like every single yeah. bit of what's going on during that show the moves who's in it who's ring announcing how they're ring announcing you know it just, it, it's just he's kind of like dan for in, in a way because dan's not too you know voice at these shows either except for the last one you know i've he, seen,
2: uh, he, I've seen he dan pop a couple of times
0: a few times, a few times I haven't seen him pop too much but he, he's, he, I he saw a moment
2: during the Ray Jacobs Paxton Calloway uh, match Where he popped pretty good When a big man took a swanton over the, uh, the yeah. top rope And you Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Chris,
1: You missed me I mean, when Tanner won his belt Oh my gosh, I won eight shit
0: That, I think I actually do have video of that When he came out and celebrated With you and Josh Just came in and you guys fucking like Group hugged him and shit I got video of that for him.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was probably the biggest time I've I've popped was, was when Tanner won. Uh, so the last
2: it's time we talked... You get the people, like, you know them yeah. on a personal level as opposed to just on a working level, you know?
1: Yeah, the first time I interviewed Tanner, he was, like, a month out of wrestling school. And we've just kept in contact ever since. You know, he lets me know what he's doing, you know, what shows he's getting booked on and stuff. And then I bring him back on the show, and it was just... The very next show he was on, he, he, he brings home gold. So it, so I did pop pretty hard for him. But uh, the last time we talked to you, Chris, we were getting ready to have the first RPW Horse Slam on his closed location show. Yes. Um, as a fan, I think it went off. It was great. Thank you. As, as a fan, it was great. And the spot you're talking about, Dre Jacobs and, and uh, Callaway – Holy shit, yes. I popped hard for that. That was, that was every amazing.
2: day you see a seven foot three guy that's 400 pounds do a uh, diving jump over the top rope, you know? I, that was I my would, favorite night of the night.
0: Absolutely. i <laughs>
2: to totally the way that
0: night. That Dude blew my mind. I, I became an instant fan of Callaway's that night. You'll
2: be seeing more of him at RPW.
0: I am so glad to hear I'm that.
2: Awesome. <laughs> Uh, he unfortunately will not be there this weekend uh, scheduling conflicts but our next two planned shows he is on. Fantastic.
1: So we had the one show. We're getting ready to have another show and now you got that shiny belt draped over your shoulder and you mentioned earlier that you're gonna hate to give that thing you know get that thing off your shoulder and give it to somebody else. First of all, what's the plans for coming up for the next show for RPW and what's the plans for that? Nice shiny piece of jewelry on your shoulder.
2: Well, here's what we decided to do. Uh, we decided to take some big winners from the first RPW show, and then put them in a number one contender match with some uh, some what we think are going to be some uh, some future contenders that haven't necessarily debuted in RPW. So we're going to have uh, on Saturday two number one contendership matches. Uh, the first being De- Dre Jacobs versus Dread King Logan. And the second being uh, Sam Beal versus Dominic Garini. Nice. So one of those four men, after after our September show, will have this again across their belly.
1: So one of those four guys
2: yep. saying
1: will be the RPW champion.
2: Yep, the, the, they're going to have number one contendership matches. And then in September, uh, September's uh, not going to be a co-brand with Horace Slam. It's just going to be straight RPW show. Um, and the main event will be for this this title right here.
0: You know, I'm excited to see more of that Sam Beal, too, because just like Callaway, that was my first time seeing him that night. and Another guy, very talented, blew my mind away on his match, man.
2: You know, we, uh, we see a lot in Sam uh, he's been somebody, you know, we've been uh, we've been working on this pro- pro- uh, promotion for almost a year now, uh, even though our first show was only a month ago. Uh, but that had a lot to do with COVID and stuff, too. Um, mm-hmm. But two of the guys, when we've really first started talking about this thing where, you know, like we're going to we really want them to be cornerstones. of The promotion were Sam Beale and uh, Jason Page. We, we saw a lot in them. Um you know, Jason Page had that number one contendership uh, spot, but uh, unfortunately he decided to go to Cancun. So he said he was going to take a vacation. He thinks he just, he just bought, got himself a buy-in. He didn't have to go to the bracket. So
0: That's on the force, right?
2: Well, I'm
1: Thank sure you. that whoever took that spot is happy he went on a vacation.
2: That would be Sam Beal.
1: And now he has an opportunity. Um,
2: Against the bone collector Dominic any
1: uh that's not going to be easy for Sam Beal at all.
2: I mean, if anyone's familiar with Dominic, I mean, he's <laughs> off of uh he just came out of ICW. Uh he he wrestled Sack Saber Jr in AIW. I mean, he is no slouch. He's one half of uh, Violence is Forever the tag team. He's wrestled for GCW. He is a bad bad man. So he's Sam's guys
1: got... uh major league wrestling. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So yeah, he's uh yeah, he was at one of the uh, undisclosed location shows.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah,
1: that was kind of, and you got to uh, come out and be the ring announcer for that one.
2: Well, they they wanted me introduced in our Ohio boys, so.
1: Yeah, that was. Uh, I was shocked when uh, when uh when you made that announcement because
2: I didn't. Yeah, kept under wraps. We didn't want we wanted it to be a surprise. That's why I gave it the old uh, making a special appearance in the uh, in the announcement when he was coming out. Yeah, I don't think we're expecting to see Dominic Garini come out of that uh, that backstage. So,
1: yeah, because I, I hadn't seen him prior to that. Um, you guys kept him hid pretty well.
2: Um. We did the same thing with Paxton. You know, we wanted that moment. Like if you remember that first RPW show. We kept Paxton backstage the entire time. We didn't want him coming out. We didn't want people seeing that. We had a giant coming out, you know. And then there yeah. was that moment when he when he finally strolled out where people, their breath was yeah, my 4 pounds man that was built like the Undertaker come out, you know. I, but he's I, doing 10 ropes by flying.
1: <laughs>
3: I know i another seen that match. come out. <laughs>
1: yeah. There's another match that's that's been announced for the RPW show with Horror Slam on Saturday.
2: What's that? You talk about the Chase Burnett, uh, Percy Drew, Percy. Yes. You know, that, that originally wasn't something we had planned. (coughs) And, uh, uncle Chase sent us a video calling out Percy. And then I was like, man, that's, that's some solid booking right there. But you know, Percy, that kid is apparently, you know, he's coming off some big wins. You know, he's really collecting some some Ws, and he didn't want he didn't take too kindly getting called out, so he, he upped the ante. He wanted fans bring the weapons. So, oh, it's it's, it's a uh, no DQ fans bring the weapons match.
1: When he was you know, on with me and, and Josh
2: and Percy Drews, when he
1: was on with me and Josh, he talked about he was ready to do some more hardcore. Um, extreme weapons matches. He told Josh and I that when he was on the show.
2: Yeah, I heard. It's kind of funny that conversation came with me pretty close to that.
3: Yeah, that's... Um, that's- he was
2: trying to talk you into a death match, and I was like, you know, Percy, uh, let's see how you do in a hardcore <laughs> match before we start worrying about that shit, you know? I was trying to get him to jump off
1: the roof at the Wyatt show, and he was all about it.
2: I don't know if I could live with myself. I just threw Percy right into the the shark pit. You know, you got to ease somebody into something like that. You know,
1: yeah.
3: Got to test him
1: out.
2: Oh, he's an but
1: he uh, up in the ante on Uncle Chase though. It's it's going to be interesting. That's going to be a good one to just to, to tune in for.
2: I think that's going to be the sleeper match of the night, just because. Even in my mind, I don't see how it's going to play out. <laughs> you know, this is such a different matchup.
0: Well, with all the wins from Percy lately, I'm, I'm kind of expecting him to ride the wave there that he's on and uh, put some yeah. work in on this match. So you anyway, know,
2: he's those big Ws, but Uncle Chase just came off of the GCW show against Tony exactly. Depper, the best around. Yeah, so you know,
0: that's what I'm saying.
2: Yeah. Here. you don't show up at GCW unless you are in a place like that. You know?
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, I love Percy,
2: but uh, Uncle Chase. He's telling everybody I'm his dad. (laughs) 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 This is my dad over here, and everyone is below him.
0: When did he shout that out at the last temperance show, too? I
2: don't know. That that kid, uh, he's got. We got a strange relation, man. That kid's got a soft spot for me. I think it's because uh, when he was wrestling Madman Pondo, I, I fucking uh, chopped the shit out of him. Pondo was giving him up to the crowd, and I just I laid one into him. After that, after the show, he came up. He's just like, man, that was stiff. I was like, I could have went harder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, we appreciate you coming on. Um, this Saturday, August 1st, RPW Horror Slam. Uh, reach out to Chris Kolenberg at the Ruthless Pro Wrestling Facebook page or Rachel Green at Horror Slam um, to get your name on that list and get the location for the show. It's not one that you want to miss. Also, like I said before, go to Facebook, Hyperion Championship Belts. Check out Steve's work. I mean, it, I can't say enough great things about about his work. So check him out. And we're, and we're grateful for both you guys to come on the show. And uh and we de- every time we get to see you guys.
2: I'm, I'm down to do this anytime. I'll come and to the show to Saturday. Guys I'll bring this.
1: <laughs> well yeah, we got another belt sitting there now.
3: Oh, I'll bring this with me Saturday. I mean I
2: and I don't even know if Steve knows I got it here. I have another belt to Steve sitting my house too. Oh which one is that? Oh,
0: <laughs> he says one second.
1: This will be interesting.
2: Hmm.
0: I think after me getting called up by two of these wrestlers, we, we talked about the <laughs> Oh an inter-
2: the winged eagle. <laughs> you got nice. the Brayer was nice enough. Uh, I have a buddy. He's a rapper. He goes by six digit. He's a big juggalo. So he was nice enough to let me uh, borrow the belt for a week, so you could go shoot a music video with it. Yeah, and I'm kind of making nice. nice, you
3: know. I have the sister belt to that because I made myself one.
2: <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yep. I, I will tell you uh, when I showed him that I had it for him. He popped like a child. I mean, he he was almost in tears. And I, I didn't am. tell him I was doing it for him. I just knew he had this music video shoot coming up. And, you know, he was a giant ICB fan. So I was like, hey, man, I got a prop for you. And he's like, what's that? And I was like, come over to my house. And I laid it out in front of him. He was just, oh, my God.
3: Oh, <laughs> I designed that one just for Briar Because uh, that's, yeah, uh, that's got the Briar plate. One.
2: So. Yep. And it's going right back to him after the music video. You know, this is on loan from the uh, Horace Slam Museum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Steve, you're going to be there Saturday. All of us are going to be there Saturday. So, 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 Chris, all four of us will see you on Saturday.
2: I got one more little nugget for you.
1: Go ahead, man.
2: Neil Diamond Cutter, Matthias Thrasher, Four Corners of Pain, Death Match.
3: Awesome! Oh my God!
2: <laughs> Holy shit!
0: Guys, pressure! Oh, right.
2: we're gonna blow the roof off of here before we sign off. Holy right. shit! Wow! We have a we have another big surprise, but we're not we're not announcing it ahead of time. You're gonna see it at the show.
3: Well,
0: I mean, some surprises that are giving me the anxiety again. There.
2: <laughs> that, well, that's what we want, man. We want. You know, you can't lay all your cards on the table, but we want, we want you know, people to be excited about coming out and they get more than they expect, you know?
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
2: So uh, if you guys want to come out, well, not you guys, but if anyone listening wants to come out, message uh, the Ruthless poor Wrestling Facebook page. Uh, it's in Temperance, Michigan. We'll send you the address. You can come on out. It's a donation show, so just give what you feel comfortable with and come watch an amazing day of wrestling it's gonna be us and uh the uh a lot of the stars of horse lamb you know horse lamb's always putting on good shows so when we team up there's nothing but gold coming out
1: yep so definitely uh reach out and come to that show because that's that's a nice bomb to drop on us at the end man.
2: <laughs> love it hey you know? by the time this comes out it'll already been announced but you know Get you boys excited. When it drops, people will know what's going on and they'll come on out, you know? That's
1: awesome. That's awesome. Chris, Steve, we thank you guys. And we'll be yes. seeing you guys soon. Thanks for Josh, mm-hmm. anything you want to say to end us off or Nick?
0: I just want to say thank you one more time to Steve, man. This is a big thank you for this.
3: All right, no problem at all. Josh, what do you got for us?
2: Well, all I got is you know don't miss out on the championship belts. Check out our voice these page, everything you want, and don't miss out this weekend. You heard a few scoops here on what's happening on uh, August the first with the RPW and Horror Slam. So don't miss out and come on out and have a hell of a time. Peace,
3: we out.